0: Hello, this is Ron Clark from Cairo's Church Planting, and you are listening to the second season of the God of Second Chances podcast. Hey, this is Ron Clark from Cairo's Church Planting Support, and you're listening to the God of Second Chances. We are doing a special Advent series. So we're going to take a break from our series through the Prophets or the Nabeem and actually talk about the series, Hope in the Darkness. And we're going to be looking at the book of Isaiah because some of the texts that we're going to discuss are texts that are used around the holiday season. So as you're preparing for Advent, as you're preparing for a COVID holiday or a COVID Christmas or, you know, a COVID... uh, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate, I want to encourage you to join us in this Advent series to find hope in the darkness. As we're looking through this special um, bonus series on Advent, Hope in the Darkness, we're going to be talking about the prophet Isaiah. If you don't know much about the prophets, I want to encourage you to listen to our previous lesson on Who Are the Prophets? It's in the regular series of Season 2, The God of Second Chances. That will introduce you a little bit uh, into what we're going to be talking about. The book of Isaiah is a beautiful book. It's a powerful book. It's a book that some scholars say have been broken into 1st Isaiah, 2nd Isaiah, 3rd Isaiah. It talks about a large span of history in the nation of Israel. The prophet Isaiah is a bold uh, man of God. The prophet Isaiah is quoted often by the writers of the Christian scriptures. The early church saw Isaiah as a powerful witness to Jesus, but also the witness to the power of God. The book of Isaiah was written at a time when world empires were fighting over Israel. And they were fighting over Jerusalem. Small Jerusalem, uh, the kingdom of Judah, was kind of caught in the middle of this battle between east and west and south and Assyria uh, and Philistia and, and Syria and Israel and Egypt and then later uh, Babylon. All of these cultures are fighting for this small property. Jerusalem is caught in the middle and Jerusalem is constantly forced into trusting either Yahweh God or human rulers but i love isaiah and the fact that it begins with this challenge in chapter 1 verse 1 the vision concerning judah and jerusalem that isaiah son of Amos, saw during the reigns of uzziah jotham ahaz and hezekiah kings of judah during this time the the northern kingdom of israel is slowly falling to assyria assyria is this world power there's this darkness on the land there's this fear And yet, Isaiah brings hope. Isaiah brings peace. But he begins the book in chapter 1, verse 10. He says, listen to the word of Yahweh. Listen to the law of our God, you people of Sodom. You rulers of Sodom, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says Yahweh? I have more than enough burnt offerings of rams of fatted animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come before me, who's asked this of you, the trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moon, Sabbath, complications. I can't bear your evil assemblies. Your new moon festivals, is your appointed feasts. My soul hates. They've become a burden to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I'll hide my face from you. Even if you offer many prayers, I won't listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. What's going on? They're they're just going through the motions and worship. They're hypocritical. They're offering sacrifices, but their hearts, they hate God. They're not doing the work of God. God says, I don't want your worship. I don't want your temples. I don't want your sacrifice. I don't want your fancy clothes. I just want you to do the right thing. And he uses two words in 17. Do right and seek justice. Righteousness, justice. Mishpat, zadek or tzaddik, mishpat, mishpat. They're social justice words. Take care of the people. Take care of the fatherless. Take care of the widow. Take care of the homeless. Take care of the people who are suffering. Take care of the abused. Take care of those kids who are being trafficked and being arrested like they're the ones who committed the crime. God says to the people, if you want to come back to me, if you want things to work right, then you've got to give your heart back to me and take care of people. And I love what the prophet says in verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, says Yahweh. Though your sins are like scarlet, they're as white as snow, they're as red as crimson, they'll be like wool. If you're willing to be obedient, you'll eat from the best of the land, but if you resist and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of, the, of Yahweh has spoken. I love this. It's like a Starbucks conversation. I know, I'm not advertising for Starbucks, but it's no secret for anybody that knows me. I do a lot of coffee drinking at Starbucks. I remember a Starbucks went in at the first church I was preaching at in, in Portland. Uh, years ago, when Starbucks was just getting traction, this store went in down for me, and I thought, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be among the people, so I'm gonna uh, have my uh, coffee there at Starbucks." And it was before they did the gold card, and you could have free refills on coffee. But I remember I would do three Bible studies in a row at Starbucks, and I would have gingerbread latte around the holidays. I'd have a cup of coffee, and I'd have another gingerbread latte. And by the by, the third Bible study, it was like. Okay, Ron, I'll get baptized. Just, just shut up, you know. And I was just like, hey, that caffeine got to me. I was like, you want to see how many verses I can phone? 30 seconds, we're ready. But I remember the holiday season at Starbucks. But most importantly, I remember just sitting around the table because we could have a conversation. And I find that there were times when I would meet with people and they would feel so much better meeting me there than at my office. Uh, A few times I met with some of the kids in the youth group just to visit with them and they would, I remember one time the kid was all nervous. We were having an iced frappuccino. It was in the summer. We were sitting out having coffee and I said, you seem kind of nervous. And he said, well, what, what, what did you want to talk about? And I said, oh, I just wanted to hear how you're doing. You know, you're wrestling at the high school. I love wrestling. I referee. I just want to see how it's going. He said, oh, oh, okay, oh, I thought my parents had said something to you. And I was like, well, I had to ask them to take you out for coffee, but I said, have you ever had coffee with a minister? And he said, no. And I said, we've had, you know, our youth minister, and he goes, hey, it didn't count. (laughs) So somehow being the preacher, you know, scared uh, some of these kids. But after that, we'd have great visits, and we'd sit around the table and talk, and I think that's what God's doing to Israel. You know, get your life right. Man, uh stop being fake. Be real. Let's have a conversation about this. Man, I w- I want to make you better. I want to cleanse your soul. I want to I want I want the you know your sins to be forgiven. This is what I want. That's a God that wants conversation. That's a God that seeks relationship. And Isaiah the prophet brings that to the people. He says, "Hey, listen. You've been fake long enough." And let's have a conversation with God. The God of second chances is calling. And you'll never have hope in the darkness until you're willing to put it away and have a conversation with the God of second chances. As I've just talked about having coffee with God or sitting around a table at Starbucks chatting with God who wants to to forgive and wants to heal and wants to make our lives better. I think about Christmas time. Yeah, we, we, we celebrate the holiday season and it really uh, for those of you in COVID-19 it, it's you know I hear oh, it's not the same it's not the same you know it's just one year we're gonna put it on hold probably gonna be better off because we're just gonna be with our family and we're not gonna spend a whole lot of money and we're just gonna hang out with our close loved ones we're not gonna run around spending a lot probably going to be better for us, but I, I tell you, one of the things about the holiday season that I notice is people go crazy. And when I read Luke, Luke was writing to a guy who was a rich guy, Theophilus, and he tells him that the Messiah was born in a feed trough. And if you want to hear more, you can see Jesus unleashed for Christmas, which was our bonus in season one. We talk about that but it, it's interesting to me that you know rich people in the ancient world were afraid of foodborne illness. And yet, the Messiah is born in a feed trough. And Luke, he brings it out. This is who he is. The only people that went to see him were shepherds. Dirty, nasty shepherds. They couldn't even testify in court. And that's the story of Jesus. It's... It's like sitting around a coffee table. That that God wants a relationship with us so much that God is willing to come near and that God is willing to be with us. As as Max Lucado says in his book, God came near. You know, Jesus put on skin. He sweated. He had zits. He, He had body odor. He was like human beings because that's how much God loves you. God wants to be close. The God who says, Hey, sit down and have a conversation. Let's reason this out. Stop being fake. Stop going through the motions. Stop, you know, putting all this out there. Just be real with me. Sit down with me and have a conversation. That's the God that we serve. And that's the Messiah of the manger, of the feed trough. That's the incarnation. That's the uh, uh, the uh, divine incarnation of Mary. That's the the baby child Jesus born, and all the glory and the heavens and the highest, and the shepherds coming, and not the not the kings, but the magi, the magicians going and seeing him when he's when he's a young you know a two year old boy, and 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 Matthew running off to Egypt and and them being uh, being refugees. I mean that whole story. Is about the cost that God is willing to pay for a cup of coffee with us. That God is willing to pay that price just to have a cup of coffee with us. To sit down with us at the table and say, let's talk. And some of us might feel uncomfortable. Some of us might feel nervous. I've never really had coffee with with God. But Isaiah says, man, let's just talk. Let's put it all away. Are you ready for Advent? Are you ready for the holiday season? I don't mean, do you have all your presents? Do you have all your lights up? Do you have all your trees done? Do you Have you spent the money you have? Do you know that you have enough money? I'm, I'm asking, are you ready to sit down and have a cup of coffee with God? Is God crying out to you, Man, stop. I just want to talk with you. Is Jesus saying it's not about gold and silver? It's about you know a, a, a feed trough carved out in the rock where I was laid with a bunch of rags. Does that Im- does that impress us? and you know, we have a God who loves us enough, who cares about us enough to give hope in the darkness? Before we can see that hope, before we can face this holiday season with that kind of light. We have to be willing to sit down and have a cup of coffee with God. We have to be willing to stop, put it away, and reason with God. This is a great time of year to think more than Jesus is a baby in a feed trough. This is a great time of year to have a conversation with God. To sit down and think about life to sit down and slowly drink our coffee and thank God for being there and to just tell God, am I real? It's a great time to have good friends who love God and who love Jesus and who are walking with them, and sit down and have a cup of coffee with them and say, you know, this Isaiah 1 passage really gets to me because it calls me to see things differently. I want to encourage you to Take time to have coffee with the God of Second Chances. I'm Ron Clark from Kairos Church Planning Support. Love God, oh, sorry, go in peace. Love God, serve others, and remember the God of Second Chances.